This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have my friends north of the border, Jenna York, Mike Donnelly, who are running Greco Fitness out of Toronto. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete. We're pumped to be here. Yeah, Great. So for, for having us. So for full disclosure, we are an investor, a passive investor, albeit, and a strategic, uh, hopefully sounding board for uh, for the management team here. We got involved with Greco Fitness, which was a boutique operator out of Ottawa uh, several years ago, and the company has now been moved uh, to the epicenter of Ontario out of Toronto, and uh, we believe that Greco is poised to become uh, the top fitness boutique operator in all of Canada, um, which is not a small feat, but it is a mission, and uh, I think you guys are on the path to get there. So let me start off, Jenna, why don't you talk about your personal background and you know, maybe start back in, in Ottawa or Purdue um, and being a swimmer and, uh, you know, turning your passion into profession. Okay. So, yeah, I was born in Ottawa, born and raised, uh, competitive swimmer for 17 years. So always into athletics, but found my passion in swimming. Then got, you know, I got a scholarship to swim division one at Purdue University. So I got my first taste of what you know, competition in Canada, yes, you're good, but you go to the States, there's so many really good people that are just at the same level as you are and even faster people. So swimming at Purdue, I had the opportunity to really see it as more of a team sport. So you're training, we had a really crazy Marine style coach, 40 pushups before every practice, you know, really putting us through the ringer, but just struggling through those practices and learning how to adjust your mindset, like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, that became my new norm. So, you know, balancing swimming, all those commitments with also school um, that, you know, taught me a lot of life skills that I then bring forward um, into my profession today. I didn't actually, so during my time at Purdue, I actually broke my back and I had swam with a broken back for over a year and it was kind of misdiagnosed, kept telling me all these different things. But during that time, my phase, my mindset really shifted of, okay, I'm Jenna, I am a swimmer, I'm going to go to the Olympics. It now shifted to swimming is not my only identity. I have so many more things that I can do, but I still love the team. I still love swimming. So I'm going to continue doing this, but I'm also going to recreate who I am and what I'm going to be bringing to this world. So that was a really huge mind shift for me. Um, And then as far as, you know, profession wise, I didn't really, I always knew I loved business. So I studied marketing, um, you know, accounting, business management. So I had double major, double minors, um, but really, you know, kind of decided, okay, if I'm going to really know the numbers, I'm going to have credibility in business, I'm going to get my CPA. So I kind of decided that in my last year of university, um, did my CPA, wrote all those exams, and then got a job working at Deloitte, um, worked there out of the Chicago office, New York City office, getting as much, you know, learning potential as I could. But knew that accounting was not for me. It was more of a stepping stone. And during that time, I actually moved to New York City. That's actually where we connected Pete and, you know, tried all the boutique fitness concepts. Like I love the idea that boutique fitness could not just be a way to, you know, pound your body into the ground and get a good workout, but it could all be something social. So, you know, the idea of boutique fitness with brunch, like an experience that you're also sharing with friends. So that's kind of where my love for fitness, I've always loved it, but it kind of came into a new development when I experienced these, you know, all these different concepts in New York. So then I, you know, I had this opportunity to come on and work for Greco. I'd actually been a Greco member when I was 16. I'd actually done some personal training. I'd done 
done workouts, but I always got injured because I'm the kind of person that was like a hundred percent or I don't go, you know? So learning that middle with now with a broken back, having to recover, I can go a hundred percent anymore. So I saw the experience of Greco and I was like, this could be a really amazing brand. We have to make some changes to it, but I love this 360 approach to results, experience, community, but also a different workout every day. So that's, you know, starting. Yeah. So that's kind of how everything came to be of, you know, bringing my CPA into now into boutique fitness and merging those two, two worlds. Great. So Mike, uh, tell, tell us where you started and, um, you know, what you're focused on and, and how you think through, you know, catering this workout to beginners and elite athletes and, and making sure that, you know, safety first, but you know, you also got to push people to their limits. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's funny cause Jenna and I have a similar starting point, you know, both, uh, you know, collegiate athletes, I guess in Canada, it's a little bit different, but we'll still put it in the same category. It's not as cool as the States, but, uh, you know, same, same kind of deal. I was pursuing that, uh, tried to do it professionally for a little bit. Um, but I've always been involved with athletes. So I come from the performance background, just like Jenna. Um, you know, I have two younger brothers who I've always spent time working on whether they liked it or not kind of thing, I guess. Um, so I've always been immersed in teams and clubs and, you know, different sports, um, and I've always been kind of a chronic learner of, of different ways to get ahead because that's what it all comes down to. If you're an athlete and you get an edge, uh, you run with it, right? So circa before Jenna was involved with the company, I was actually involved um, with the locale. So our, our old corporate studio, which you remember quite vividly, I'm sure. Um, and I was working with athletes kind of part-time. So I would bring my guys in and it was a space for me to rent. Um, and it was convenient. It was in the right place for me. Um, but then one thing led to another and I kind of started poking my head in what was going on upstairs and I started looking at, okay, well, this is the general population, right? This is, you know, group of people are coming in, they're training, um, and then started asking questions and looking at things. And then one thing led to another. I said, okay, let me teach one of these. Let me try teaching a class. And then it it all kind of spiraled off from there. So I started looking at, okay, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. We need to accommodate um, people who have low ability levels, but we need to also be uh, not limiting in terms of what we offer to people who have high performance. And something that, um, you know, when we set off to have a facility that accommodates people, I wanted to have a place where, you know, if I want to go in as an ex-collegiate high-level athlete, I can go in with my mom who has not exercised in, you know, a great period of time, couple years, and we could both get the equivalent amount of, of workout. So, you know, parameters were very important when we were shaping what Greco became. Uh, I wanted more of a constraint model, more than a measurement model. Um, so to, you know, give a little bit of detail about, you know, that is, you know, measurement model, something like CrossFit would be for time, for reps, for weight, for, you know, specific measurables that you could put something on. Uh, I think it was important for us to go the opposite direction and to provide framework and framework allows a lot greater accommodation. So it allows us to have, you know, this is where you perform that and the way you can perform that and how heavy you can perform that can be varying amongst, you know, tons of different ability levels. So uh, I think the big thing was, is we saw there was a need to provide framework. There was a need to provide structure, guidance. Um, it's, it's complex. Like I'm not going to lie. And anybody who's in S and C 
strength and conditioning, uh, you know, performance background knows that this is deep stuff. And, you know, the biomechanics are complex and physiology is complex. Uh, you know, adaptation and heart rate and, you know, aerobic capacity is complex. The, the body is very difficult to understand. So we wanted to make sure that we had a digestible format for that uh, when it came to Greco. So, you know, we wanted to be able to accommodate all ability levels. That is done through all of our classes and our stations. Um, you know, you've been a part of that. You've seen it firsthand. You know, you can have, you know, a lot of people in there, but they can accommodate, you know, many ability levels. You'll see, you know, stuff from as light as five to 10 pounds to something as heavy to, you know, 60 to 100. And it's all in the same space, but you kind of run your lane and, and, and you follow the, uh, you know, the weights and, and, and kind of the guidelines. So, 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 you know, when, when we uh, originally invested and in, in started working with Tony, I guess it was, you know, probably four years ago. The thing that really attracted us to the business and, you know, thankfully we were able to put a deal together with Jeff York, Jen, Jenna's father, and several investors out of Ottawa and several investors out of the States was that there was a, there was a DNA to the business. There was a brand that was developed and I kind of viewed, you know, where the company was as almost like the ability to take a trampoline and start to jump off of it. We in the States, you know, I get, as you can imagine with Integrity Square, I get business plans from, you know, everybody and their brother and sister and, and uncle who says, hey, I'm going to do this cool, you know, boot camp. It's going to be um, in an infrared environment. It's going to have, you know, aerial trapeze and, you know, and I'm just like, dude, like, are you making this shit up? Or is like, there like some kind of method to this madness or like, you just don't like your current job and you thought of some cool shit and you want to like create a class. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a difference between creating a class and there's a difference between creating a company. Yep. So, you know, Jenna, when you took the leap and said, you know, Hey, I don't want to do accounting anymore and, and wanted to go, you know, take on this director of operations role at Greco, you know, talk us through, you know, as a, as a, a professional and entrepreneur, like did, was there risk to that? Was it a no brainer for you? Did you view it as like a natural progression based on your passion or, you know, how'd you think about that? Um, I would say I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities to learn. So for me in my heart, it was, okay, this is an awesome opportunity. I'm going to dive head first for people around me even family. Wow. You're leaving a really comfy job at Deloitte and Touche to go and run a gym. I've had people say, Oh, you run a gym. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I have ran a gym. I've worked in at the front desk position. I think it's super important to understand the full details of any business you're running. If you don't know the details, you don't know where to start when you're going to improve something. You don't know how your employees feel if, if you don't know what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I love the opportunity to always be learning. I like being uncomfortable. I think there's so many more things to be exposed to other than sitting at a desk you know, running numbers on an Excel sheet. No offense to people that love that. We need all these different types of people in the world. But yeah, it was definitely not met with, wow, that seems like a great career path. There's a lot of risk involved with it, but I'm taking a risk on myself. So bring it on. Gotcha. So when, when you thought about, you know, when we originally got involved in the business and the business runs a certain way and you've got franchisees, you know, that are, that are stakeholders, you know, in the business and, and you know, have a flag and representing the brand, all those people that bought franchises were all, you know, somehow either members before and started to, you know, gravitate into becoming, you know, studio owners. 
you know, you come from a Deloitte and Touche background. I come from an investment banking background. You know, I've got a way of thinking. You've got a way of thinking. It might be different than somebody that says, hey, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to kind of learn and kind of bring it to a certain level where, you know, as a consultant or as a banker, you come in and you have like a wholly, a totally different lens on, hey, look, this is kind of how this business should work. And I can either rip the Band-Aid off and like I can, I can help you kind of get to the next level. Some of this might not be comfortable, but but just trust me. I was reading, uh, actually, I was listening to this podcast yesterday. It was amazing. This guy, John Meacham, he was talking about FDR during like the Great Depression. And he basically just said to people, look, I don't know if everything I'm about to do is going to work, but we're going to try as many things that should work and we're going to figure out which ones do. And I guarantee you, just trust me, we're going to get to a place where everybody's going to win, but it's going to be a process. So how did you and Mike kind of say, hey, look, we got this awesome brand. We got programming. We got, you know, the cachet of hockey players and people in, you know, Ottawa and across the country who, you know, believe in the Greco method and kind of take the Greco method and say, okay, let me kind of polish this up. You know, I might have to take a couple of shingles down. I'm going to put a couple of nice new shingles up. Like I'm not changing the efficacy of it. But, you know, you got to trust me. And I think people that go into businesses and look at new businesses and say, look, you, you got to work with me here. I'm not against you. I'm for you. But it might feel like I'm against you for a period of time. But trust what the outcome is. So how did you mm-hmm. kind of think through and deal with it? And, you know, I think what you guys have done to date is kind of, you know, on par with a soul cycle and a, you know, Barry's boot camp, And it's kind of like right at that level. But I'm sure because I know a bit of it that, you know, that's not easy to do. Yeah. I I think the biggest thing is people always claim, you know, an overnight success. They don't look at how much work has gone into it. And, you know, we've, we both kind of looked at it as this is great. Greco is known as a place to get results, but what does results mean to people and how can we sustain that? Like I'll let Mike expand on the fitness side in a bit, but like we are known as getting, people injured and that's why they're quitting because our workouts were too intense. Not everyone needs to train like a hockey player. Not everyone is like a super intense athlete. Okay. I don't even think they need to train that intense most of the time, but from a, you know, from like a business analytical standpoint, from, you know, getting people motivated to really, you know, work hard in their business. A lot of our franchisees were members that saw really great success with Greco. And like a lot of really good franchisees come from the product. They believe in it. They embody it. That's the best part but it happened so quickly that there was limited foundation in order to continue scaling and coach them on how to become even more successful. A lot of our franchisees had no idea, you know, how successful they could really be because our revenue model, we have multiple revenue streams. You know, we have personal training, we have small group training, we have, you know, class style stuff. We have, yes, teams, smoothie bar, you know, you come in and you get a complimentary espresso. Like we have an, a community feel that's super welcoming, our super results-based workout method. And all, in, all encompassing, you can generate a lot of money if you really understand the metrics of the business. But, you know, if you, you know, you're just used to something certain that you've experienced as a member, you don't really know how much you can push the envelope. And our first process was, okay, we need to lay a foundation that's really solid. Because if we're going to expand this concept, like I remember looking at the operations manual and saying, this is not sufficient. We can't get somebody operating at a high level with this. So you know what? We're not going to outsource it. We're going to write it ourselves. Like the programming, 
Mike wrote that himself. Like everything needs to come from what we've experienced. And if we haven't experienced it, we need to go do the job and we're going to perfect it. And we're going to get the best way to generate the most amount of revenue, build the best teams. That all needs to be within our foundation before we go ahead and bring new franchises in. The second I, component to that was we're only partnering with people that live the brand that are on par with us. And we're super selective. We want people that are going to, you know, hold the standard, treat their members at the same high level of care that we would. So that's kind of how we've led with, you know, building a foundation and yeah, it's taken, you know, a little over three years to get to where we are now that we're like super confident and feel like we can really scale this while keeping quality. So that on, on my standpoint is, you know, how we've gotten here. I'll let Mike talk to, you know, the fitness. Yeah, I think it's, you know, definitely super important to, to kind of revert back to what Jenna was saying. You know, you got to do it. You have to understand it. I feel like there are a lot of different, you know, fitness or people who are involved in administering things that aren't actually utilizing it themselves. Uh, you know, I very quickly just started to adopt everything that we were doing. Uh, you know, we wanted to build a schedule that made sense for people so that, uh, you know, you just come in and you participate. You come in, you have your espresso, you enjoy the community, enjoy the environment, and you do it. So I started to do it myself. And and that is something that, you know, it's nice to, to look at things on paper and, and you know, people, other coaches who administer this kind of stuff, uh, you know, will know the feeling. But, you know, there's the, the difference between great coaches and, uh, you know, great players or the people who can get that message across or the people who know what it feels like. If you can resonate with the demographic and you know what that sensation feels like, you're going to be able to get through to that. You're going to be able to understand what they're feeling and to understand the appropriate stimulus that we're trying to get across was a big part of what we did. You know, Jenna and I participate in classes every single day. That is the extent of my workout, even now from home. Uh, you know, when we started this out, we started participating and doing every single thing, every part of it. I worked the front desk. I needed to know what that was like. I felt like it's, it was super important for us to be on the same page. If we were ever going to go back, you know, and like you're saying, it's difficult to work with franchisees to understand this stuff, right? Like, why should I make these changes? Why should I actually listen to what you're saying? Um, and I think something that gave us a ton of credibility was every time we went back and said, hey, this is a great suggestion. This is, you know, a great option, not only from a monetary side of things, but from a result standpoint, this is a holistic approach to it. And this is why we always had solutions because we had actually executed it ourselves. We've gone into the facility. We sold a credible product. We educated people on how to do it. We made our fitness model match our business model. And I think that is something that a lot of people are really not doing. Um, and, and that comes from us actually performing it and doing it and not just saying this looks good on paper and this is how you should do it. And, you know, us collaborating on exactly what, you know, the fitness and the holistic approach of what we want to do as a, as a wellness facility, like what is our goal? What are we trying to get across? And then how do we make money with that? Right. Those things need to mesh. If, if it's all about money, then, you know, the fitness falls off. If it's all about fitness, then you're not making any money. Cause I know none of us, I know how to make money. Right. So that's the difficulty, but gotcha. it, it gave us a lot of credibility. So, so Jenny, you touched on it. It was basically took three years to, to get from, you know, uh, uh, across the pond, if you will, to where you are right now. And, and I was thinking um, last week, Jeff Bezos had a, uh, had an investor call and, and one of the um, quotes that, that I read from the investor call, when somebody said, you know, how profitable are you going to be this quarter? You know, he's obviously dealing with trying to get, 
deliveries to millions of people. And it's not about profitability. And it's not about, you know, what my payroll to revenue is this month. And, and he had this line that, that stuck with me. He said, he warned his shareholders, you may want to take a seat. If you think like that, I'm thinking near term about anything that we're doing right now, like we're in crisis mode. And, you know, what's the benefit from your end, Jenna, of knowing that, you know, you've got patient capital that, that invested in the company, that you're playing the long game. And, you know, once you get through this crisis, you know, talk about how much stronger Greco is because of the ability to pivot, you know, and have this digital subscription model. Yeah. So, so when, you know, we had to close our studios March 16th and this whole COVID pandemic really escalated quickly. You know, we, we were looking, you know, the week prior, you know, we already do super stringent cleaning, sanitization practices, but then we're looking at, okay, maybe we have people stay at one station. Maybe we modify the workout. Mike was coming up with all these different ideas and then it escalated to the point where, okay, no, we're not even opening our doors on Monday. So I just remember, you know, talking with Mike, it's like, okay, we would have never thought to go online because we're so confident on the experience we deliver in studio. We didn't think we could still give that experience online, but we didn't have a choice. We had to pivot really quickly. And we, you know, at first it was, okay, let's build an on-demand library. That's the best on-demand, you know, there's scalable variations, three different fitness levels. So anyone can do it at home with household items. That was stage one. Then, you know, as we do the workouts ourselves, I remember, you know, calling Mike and saying, I'm not motivated. It's Saturday at 5 p.m. I haven't done my hardcore workout. I'm not motivated to do these workouts. And I'm actually a more motivated person than our general population. Our Greco members are coming to us because they want routine, accountability, and results. They're not getting that if they're not feeling motivated to go do the workout. We need to come up with something better. So we put our heads together and we came out with, okay, let's go live. You know, we're going to, but we're not just going to go live once a day. We're not going to go live for free because we strongly believe that people need to, you know, put something down, have something on the line to really commit. Okay, so we're not going to go live for free. We're not going to go live once. We're going live in a full-on virtual studio experience with up to five classes a day. And we're not going to just have Mike run them because our brand is not based on one person. It's based on all the people in our brand. We're going to hire the best trainers in our brand, get them working again, get our members working out again. And we're going to run a full-on schedule with the best people that we can offer and expose everyone in our brand to who, you know, the best workouts, everyone's going to program them together. And this is going to be the concept we roll out. Can't make the five classes a day. You're going to get replays. Can't, you know, you don't want to, you don't, you know, maybe your financial circumstances are not going to allow $3 and 25 cents a day right now. That's okay. We create an on-demand for $1 a day. We wanted all of our members to not miss a beat because at this time, it's really critical that your mental health is still intact and all these changes, that's the thing that's taken the biggest hit. You know, so how can we provide this experience online that matches us? Because we don't do anything half in. It needs to be amazing or we don't do it. And that's kind of how we live. You know, everyone we employ understands that. So we had to get all of our teams committed and our members trust that we're going to deliver a results-based workout at a really high level. So how do we make sure that all, all those boxes are checked when we go online? And then we rolled out Greco Method at home within four weeks, fine-tuned it. And now we have, you know, close to a thousand members that are on the platform and raving about it. Like people aren't just awesome. liking it and it's not a temporary thing. 
we want this to be hand in hand with our model because the fitness world is never going back to how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Our world will not be going how it's, you know, back to what it used to be. So we need to adapt with the times and we want to still be able to serve our members, whether they feel confident coming in the studio or whether they'd like to enjoy still staying working out online. So, that so Mike, we looked at it. Yeah. So, so Mike, as a director of fitness and programming, um, if you're like me, which I believe mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're type double A or triple A, um, <laughs> you know, how, 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 how comfortable or like kind of what got, what went through your head with, you know, saying like, okay, I get it. I'm kind of giving up some level of, of control. Like people are going to start working out and I'm not going to be able to, you know, necessarily spot them. I'm actually pleasantly surprised when I took two workouts online, I felt like I was kind of like the only guy on the screen because each one of the instructors was basically calling me out. But the point is like, how did you like what over the last several weeks, like how much confidence have you gained in, in the ability to maybe give up some control because you've already kind of created the efficacy of the workout. So you're confident that the methodology is your methodology without losing the safety concerns. Yeah, I think it, it, you know, it's obviously everyone's, you know, main concern is like, okay, you've experienced it in real life. All we care about is form. We are big movement practitioners. You know, it's a a part of our slogan, you know, you burn fat, you build muscle with us, but you also improve how you move. And that's a, you know, a major component of being able to continue to move. Right. So, you know, yes, I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to our fitness. I've been called hypervigilant, I guess, in the past, uh, which is a unique terminology there. But um, yeah, so we, like Jenna was saying, I think it kind of reverts back to, you know, the culture and, and the, the way that we've been creating not just a community for our members, but a community for our trainers and our staff and, and the people who work, you know, at our facilities are, are amazing. They're, they're great people and they fully bought into the vision. They fully bought into us, you know, extending a credible fitness resource to as many people as we possibly can. Um, and they fully invested themselves into our actual model and, and into the, the, you know, the, the parameters that we've created. Um, so yeah, you are going to give up a little bit of control when it comes to people administering their own stuff at home. But this kind of reverts back to the reason why we didn't just jump on Instagram and jump on Facebook and start doing live, live workouts. You know, we kind of, you know, we're bashing our heads together a little bit trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, everyone's going live. Like we should probably go live. We should probably get on Instagram. We, we need to have a presence, but this kind of comes back to what you were saying. We didn't want to just do that. You, you can't, you can't see the member. You can't interact with them. You can't have them feel the way that you felt in your first two workouts. And the nice thing was, is that like, we didn't tell them about that. Like they didn't know who you are. They didn't know that you were going to be jumping on. You know, this has been the standard response for all new people who have been trying our workouts out. Like, Hey, it was so awesome. They told me this, or, Hey, it was so awesome. They told me that. And and that's just a part of, you know, our DNA and, and us caring about the quality of what we're delivering to our members. Us, we care about how they progress. We know it's difficult. We know this is something hard to do. We want people to look forward to doing that. And so, you know, our constraints have slightly shifted when it comes to the online. It needs to be an enjoyable experience. It does need to be, you know, efficient. It does need to be flowing really well. Like you didn't spend a lot of time standing around or staring at the screen or waiting for someone to tell you what to do. You know, those things are the shifts. And then as we make those shifts and we make it really good, high quality and enjoyable, we can then 
now focus our shift on the attention and you getting more one-on-one and then making better corrections via the screen. So it is a little bit of a, a, of a concern, but you have to do. You can't just sit and wait and, and hope that things work out and hope that they happen. And that's why I jumped on first and made all the mistakes and probably delivered the worst workouts that, you know, everyone else is now. And our, and our trainers are, you know, kudos to them, honestly, because they are revving on all cylinders for sure. Yeah. So, so Jenna, you and I have been, you know, communicating probably monthly for the past three years. And, and one of the things about you that people would say is, you know, Jenna does her research. Jenna, like, plots things out. She kind of creates a blueprint. It's methodical. And you launch things when you're ready to launch them. So how do you, as a professional and also as somebody that wants to achieve a level of perfection, how did you kind of think about going into this period and saying, okay, I got a planning period. I got an execution period. And quite frankly, right now, they're the same time. <laughs> yeah, I would say all of that kind of happened March 15th, the day before we had to launch. Um, luckily, we did have the offer. You know, I, I, I kind of go back and, you know, I'm always told progress or perfection gets in the way of progress. And it's so true. And that's something that I have really had to be like, hey, it doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to be 80 to 90%. And, you know, that's why we kind of sat and broke down. Why do people love Greco so much? And how can we can hit these points, we can go online. And as long as we hit those points, okay, yes, we wanted to have our own equipment packages. Yes, all the suppliers are totally depleted. So what's our solution in the interim? Let's use bags of rocks. Let's use wine bottles. Let's use one liter essential bottles like you're using, Pete, right? It's people don't need the perfect circumstances. We just need to show them that they can do what they need to do at home. And we need to show them how they can modify and bring solutions. So that was one example that we you know, had to just get over. But there's been a couple things like that. But I think as long as we stick to our core competency and we deliver upon that, nobody else notices the small things. We do. And that's why we just make them better as time goes on. Yeah, one of the things that hit me uh, right after I did the hardcore class, and I was thinking about some of the other clients that we have as, as clients at, at, at Integrity Square, and also the other boutiques that are dependent on rowing machines and treadmills, is for them to pivot to a real class experience requires you to have those as part of your cadence or else it's disjointed. It doesn't feel like a real workout. Whereas when I did the Greco workout, because I've been to Ottawa several times, you know, it's basically, I actually did a Greco workout at home and there wasn't anything missing in my mind or or there wasn't anything that I felt like, Hey, you guys are trying to make me do a workout that I, that you don't have the right to make, to allow me to do, or you're not the authority on that. So I feel like you're in a very strong position with being able to, to deliver the experience without having the requirements of like, you have to have an at-home gym that has these, you know, X numbers of machines that cost thousands of dollars. So how, how do you feel about that? And then we'll, we'll, we'll close here on, uh, why don't you tell us how to uh, get other people online and how to, um, you know, what website they need to go to? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that we always struck stood by in our studios and when we brought the brand to Toronto is, why do you train? You don't train to be really good at running. You know, most people don't train to, you know, be really good at rowing. They train for life. And what what we do at Greco is we make humans resilient outside the studio. So yes, you know, that's why we don't have Greco competitions because Greco is about making people move better while still burning fat and building the muscle. 
So I think that has been really unique for us to see online is that we can really bring the athletic you know, movements that we do. Our trainers are amazingly creative. You're never going to see the same workout every day. But the things that they're being able to do and bring it online has been really, really cool to see. But it all stems from the fact that we don't rely on machines to get our members a good workout. Our coaches coach, and that's what people come to Greco for, is for our coaches pushing them to be better, cueing them to be better. So You don't so spend my- a lot of time on machines during the day, which is right. you know unfortunate, right? Life is in 3D. So we figured when we approach things, we would want to train the exact same way. So that's kind of how we approach all of it. You know, we, we want you to be strong in 3D. We want you to be strong on one leg because guess what? You spend most of your time on one leg. You know, when you're walking, that's a, a one-legged movement. So, you know, we're, we, there's plenty of ways that you can move yourself and you just need to take some thought and put it into it and, and you know, teach people how to do it. And it does take effort and it does take time to do it. So it is more difficult, um, you know, to our own detriment. But now, you know, being morally just and sound, I guess, has put us in a, in a more favorable position. But, you know, you know, you got to move the right way in order to move often and for a long time. So cool. So, uh, so what's the web address and, and how do I get to, uh, for everybody to get to uh, test out a workout? Yeah, so grecofitness.com, you're going to see right on there, we've gone virtual, come experience our virtual studio um, right there. And then um, if they want to send, I think we should figure this out, Pete, but send you guys a know we can figure out how we hook them up with some free trial live class links because that's truly the best experience is experiencing cool. it live. Um, but we'll we can that. set you guys up with a link for that. And uh, yeah, we're we're really excited to expose this. Like working out at home does not need to be boring. You should be looking forward to it. And we feel really happy and confident that we've created an experience that people look forward to in this time of self-isolation, but also that they'll continue wanting to experience when we're able to open the studios and it, it will become part of our, our new normal. That's great. Well, hey, thank you guys both for uh, for getting on here on Halo Talks in short order. We'll get this fast-tracked. And um, just to, on a personal note, I want to let you know how proud I am of you guys and impressed with what you've done in a short period of time. And I think this is one of these defining moments that really, like, take you to another level and give you and your team the confidence to say, yeah, you know, bring on any other boutique fitness studio and bring them on, and and we can, you know, punch at that level. So congrats on what you did. and Not just in Canada, to, uh, too. Checking in. Oh, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> uh, Worldwide. That, that, Worldwide, baby. All right. Thanks Good for to having see you guys. Thanks All so right. much, Talk Pete. to you soon. Thanks, Appreciate guys. It. Good work. Bye. Bye. This is Pete Moore. As you know, I am a big believer in personal development. I got a time-saving opportunity here for you, recommending Dan Millman's Four Purposes of Life. Go to audible.com forward slash Halo Talks. Want to register there, get a free audiobook. It's $14.95 a month thereafter, giving you things that I do to make myself better and hopefully it makes you better. Go Halo. Let's play to win. Hey 